the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And uh, for the next couple hours, if you want to talk cars, now's the time to get in. The lines get kind of busy sometimes. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We can talk about anything car-related you want. Many times the phone calls hinge around, I took my car in for an oil change, and they said I needed this and this and this. And typically, not typically correctly we should talk about symptoms related to the uh, the uh, additional funds needed to put your car back together so if there's an issue there should be symptoms and they may say well have you noticed that you're, you're when you let go of the steering wheel the car is pulling to the right yes i have have you noticed that happens on the freeway and the straight roads on and on the city streets that are a little bit crowned yes it is or something like, did you notice that you're, power, you're adding power steering to it on a regular basis? Yes, I am. Okay, well, we've identified the leak, and here is the repair. Here is the estimate. And that total ticket is $412. Does it have the hose? Yes. Does it have fluid? Yes. Does it have the labor? Yes. Does it have shop supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax? No. Okay, well, we need all that's going to be another 10 to 15 to 20% depending on how their algorithm goes in their software. But those are the kinds of things that we can help you with. I don't have an axe to grind. We're not going to badmouth anybody, and you're not allowed to badmouth anybody. So if you call in and you talk about a shop you're having a problem with, you're not allowed to say the name of the shop. Don't. Because if you do, you're going to hear a dial tone because Gil's going to hang up on you, and we're going to go to the next caller. So it's pretty simple. It's all about cars, 602-508-0960. I've been in the valley, well, I was born and raised in southern Arizona, and that's a hell of a long time ago, more than 60 years ago, <laughs> and I've been in the auto repair industry, and, and, and I started at a gas station in, at Broadway and Priest in Tempe in 1969, maybe, no, it was 70, it was 69 or 70, I don't remember when I was a sophomore in high school, and, and then at that point, we morphed into um, our own repair shop, and, and then another larger location, and then where we're at today. This isn't about my store. This isn't about my shop. This is about your car, your problems, stuff like that. So, 602-508-0960. A lady came in the other day, and she had a a 2000 Toyota RAV4, and she had an estimate from somebody else, and she says, would you look at my brakes? They're making noise and crunching, and the quote on it was um, $28 checkout. That was from us. Um, the, they actually had a $500 estimate from the other shop, a $500 estimate from the other shop to fix the brake noise. Um, in our, on, our, on our bill, um, and there's a lot of shops out there that play on both ends of the spectrum. There's lots of other shops that would have done exactly the same I, I, I would do. Check brakes and advise, lube the left rear caliper slide, $25. 
So basically, <laughs> we fixed the problem for $25. They had a $500 estimate on it, and they said, this is the explanation that's written on the work order. We were told to check the brakes. They were making noise. We test drove the vehicle and duplicated the noise. Folks, that is so important. We have to duplicate the problem in order to find it and fix it. Continuing on, the creaking noise we're hearing sounds like it's coming from this front suspension. It's probably the front struts or control arms, but we don't see any issues with these components at this time. We inspected the brakes and found the brake pads are at 12.30 seconds and the rears are at 10.30 seconds. Folks, that's about 50% gone. So we still have half the life left. That's what that means in lingo from what we're used to. Brake pad replacement is typically at 3.30 seconds or less. So this customer has 9 to 7.30 seconds left. We found the left rear caliper wasn't moving as freely as the others. We removed the left rear caliper. We lubed the slide pins. And now the caliper goes to the left and to the right. The brakes are good at this time, and we have no further recommendations. And then we did. We said we need. We did check your car over, like you asked us to, and we found the cabin filter. It's really dirty, and we you authorized us to replace that. We always give you the old cabin filter back so that you can see the trash that we find in it, and that you know that it's it's bad, and it's going to fit your car. So yeah, there's a possibility we could save up a bunch of cabin filters, but and then tell you this came out of your car but in reality that's how you're going to get caught by the cops and by the attorney general's office because (laughs) there are hundreds of cabin filters and they're all different sizes and they're all different i mean pleats and horizontals and verticals all kinds of stuff so it's going to be kind of tough if you're going to do that you you better have something that uh that looks like what you put in we found the left rear caliper wasn't moving we pulled the caliper we lubed the slides we did the oil change we changed or checked all your belts and hoses Um, we recommended the cabinet filter we found the radiator hoses to be original um, if the radiator hoses haven't been replaced within the last eight to eight years and 80,000 miles, we recommend you doing those before next summer. Um, and then the estimate to replace the upper and lower hoses and new clamps and so forth and so on and to flush the cooling system, the customer declined, which is fine, but at least they have it in writing what we're going to charge them and what we're going to do. And then um, they had a low-pressure tire uh, warning light blinking. And uh, the system needs to be diagnosed because the tires are aired up and there are no nails in the tires. So the low-pressure tire blinking system means one of the transmitters inside one of the tires is bad or needs a battery or something. Maybe it's full of water. We don't know. The fact of the matter is, is in order to duplicate it, you've got to go in there and hook up equipment to talk to each one of the wheel sensors. Then when you identify which wheel is talking, yakking at you, or not yakking at you, then you have to take the tire and wheel off the car, put it on the tire machine, take it apart, put a new sensor or put a new battery or whatever needs to be done. And so there is a little bit of work when you fix those kinds of problems. We found the hoses are original. and uh, and the low pressure light is link blinking, and the es- the estimate to diagnose the system was between 79 and 159. The reason why it's so wide is it can be something pretty easy, and it can be something pretty technical. For instance, may we may have lost one of the four channels that the computer's looking for, which means we have to go in and refresh the computer's data. We have to go in and, and do a re- review, a revisit, a reload. We have to start all over again. So it can get kind of ugly, but you got to give them the, the window. And uh, anyway, at the end of the day, the customer spent $185.88, 
and um, and and we were working against a $500 estimate. <laughs> and so there's lots of shops out there. If you want to find a shop in your geographical area, go to MarkSalem.com and look, click on the best car repair shops list. I have lots of shops in the Valley that I refer people to because I don't think I want to be responsible for as many cars as possible that would come to our shop. But there's other guys out there that I know that I've known for 20, 30, 40 years they're honest, they're dependable, they know how to fix cars. Um, many of them own their own buildings and their land, so they're not out there leveraged to the moon from the bank and that they have to really enhance the average ticket price in order to make their rent. That's a common denominator with some of the newer shops and the, the, the chains that move into the Phoenix area is debt service. They've got a lot of debt service, and their prices reflect the servicing of their debts, debt, their debt. So that's kind of how it works. A good shop in town is Action Auto Repair. He's up at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known um, uh, Tom since 1983. And no matter what kind of workmanship you need, what kind of of repairs you need, just talk to them, and they'll tell you if they're the best shop, and if not, they'll send you to somebody who is. But most of these guys are in the 90 percentile range. They they can handle 90 percent of your car's problems. The 10 percent is we need a specific shop, like a a uh, an alignment. Uh, um, a, a frame shop that's going to be able to straighten up your frame because the alignment is shows good, but in reality the back's not following the front. So we got to figure out where the problem lies, and more than likely somebody kissed a curb. So Action Auto Repairs I-17 in Deer Valley, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Hey Gil, turn on your microphone and say good morning. Gil. Hello? Gil? 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 Oh boy, I don't know what happened. We had problems, technical problems last time, so I'm not quite sure what happened this time. But for whatever reason, we seem to be um, out there in Never Never Land because I don't have Gil talking to me, and I don't know why Gil's not talking to me. So I'm going to call Gil and see if we have a problem again, because sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And when we do, then uh, we can get it all taken care of. So anyway, I'm not going to give you the cell phone number because um, we seem to have a problem. Dennis Prager sees the country heading downhill. If you said all blacks are anything, it would be called racist. All women, all gays, all persons of color. But if you say all whites, that's fine. Well, the rapid descent of the culture is is breathtaking. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Hey, Arizona, it's Charlie Kirk. Turning Point USA is hosting the biggest freedom party December 17th through the 20th here in Phoenix, Arizona. You got to be there. I'm going to be there, obviously. Tucker Carlson will be there. Candace Owens will be there. Laura Ingram will be there and dozens of others, along with a massive country music concert that will leave you proud to be an American. So go to amfest.com. That is amfest.com. Use promo code Charlie for 25% off. It's going to be amazing. 
amfest.com. Don't miss this special offer from Regnery.com. Save 50% off a collection of four number one best-selling books by David Limbaugh. You'll get Jesus is Risen, Jesus on Trial, and The True Jesus in paperback. And as a bonus, you also get David Limbaugh's latest book, The Resurrected Jesus in hardcover. These books will strengthen believers and challenge doubters with eyewitness accounts of the messengers who proclaim the resurrected Christ. Get all four of these David Limbaugh bestsellers for 50% off only at Regnery.com. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. BFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Well, welcome back, everybody. 18 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Folks, we don't know what's going on, um, but we I've been with KKNT for more than, I think, uh, 10 years, and we've just not had any problems like this. And it appears to be that I am using... Um, the internet to connect to the station and so it could easily be on my end as well um, and it appears that we just lost the show again Gil can you hear me okay alright I just lost programming for a second and I and, 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 and that that's how it works so anyway the phone number is 602 if you have a car question or a car problem or if you have an argument in your house and you need somebody to settle it, or if you want to hear both sides, both answers, you can do that as well. 602-508-0960. When it comes to car repair, I want to caution you because right now it's the Wild West in the car repair industry. Right now, um, prices are going through the roof. There's um, a, a couple of groups that are buying auto repair shops and tire stores up. And when they do that, they raise the prices. And, of course, if you're a shop around the corner from one of those that just got bought, you monitor their pricing structure. And if their pricing structure goes from, let's say, $120 an hour to $150 an hour, then you might tuck yourself in behind that $150 at $140 and move up with them. And so, and then as far as parts are concerned, um, it's always been a wild west out there between what we buy and what we sell them for. But the idea is, is that as far back as 1970s, um, it was something that was a 30 or 40 percent markup. So it wasn't anything significant. Today, um, we're seeing one times cost, two times cost, and three times cost as the customer's cost. And there's nothing really you can do about it, but the shop is going to say, and rightfully so, um, the parts, um, I have to warranty the part. And that means if you come back in and the alternator fails, I have to do it all over again. So there has to be enough warranty money to pay at least the technician and for the next alternator that I have to put on your car. So there are some costs associated with that. So there's going to be charges associated with that. But typically they're internal and the customer's not you know, uh, if you bring your alternator back to us, you're going to get your car back with a new alternator. You're not going to pay anything. But the idea is is that we still have to pay for the alternator's failure. 
So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And it's difficult to find a good shop, but I would suggest that you be careful and you watch out for this kind of a shop. You take your car in and the synthetic oil change in your neighborhood or your geographical area or historically your synthetic synthetic oil change costs you between 75 and $100. Then all of a sudden you have a shop that comes into town and they have a 39.95 special. The 39.95 doesn't even cover the cost of the oil and the filter, but it's a draw and it's a hook. So when you go in, it's likely not and probable, but certainly not certain, likely and probable that they're going to go through your car with a fine-tooth comb and tell you you need lots of work and give you the supporting documentation and pricing associated with that. That's okay. That's okay. That's just a loss leader. We do oil changes cheap to bring you in so we can sell you something. But if you remember anything I say to you, um, I want to tell you your owner's manual is written for your car. And and what happens is is you're told that you need an oil change every 3,000 miles when you're using a synthetic uh, oil, and your owner's manual actually calls for an 8, 10, or 12,000 mile interval. And then when you bring that to the shop's attention, some shops will say, well, that isn't written for Arizona. Your owner's manual is not written for Arizona, and that, folks, is just a lie because we don't have a New Mexico um, owner's manual for your Toyota or a Chevrolet or a, your Chevrolet. We don't have the owner's manual is written for the car in every environment. It's likely to be sold and driven from Alaska to Hawaii, from New Hampshire to San Diego, everything in between, and even offshore and through Canada. So, when someone says you're owner's manual is not written for Arizona you need to run and run away because that's not true and it's never been if it says in there that your owner's manual says you should service your transmission every 30,000 miles then that's what it means but if it says it's at 100,000 miles and they try to sell you a transmission service which can cost anywhere between as little as 200 upwards to 450 or 500 depending on the fluid and the filter that happens then all of a sudden you've done it too early and maybe you feel bad about that, or maybe you lose confidence in the shop, which I wouldn't blame you. But that's how it happens. That's how it works. It works in that kind of environment. So when when you're told that you need something like belts and hoses and stuff, then just get your owner's manual out, step aside, go outside, get your owner's manual out of your car, or do it at home and look at it and see what it says with respect to hoses and belts. My personal in Phoenix is somewhere between 75 and 100,000 miles but many of the manuals are going to say north of 100,000 miles, maybe 125. So if you want to take the sweet spot, take 100,000 miles. Some of the cars are going to be below it. Some of the cars are going to be above it. And certainly we as guys that work on cars, we, we can't possibly know every single car there is. Every single car there is. But historically speaking, they're all going to be pretty doggone close. In the old days, everything was centered around the oil change at 3,000 miles. And then we went to a 5,000-mile oil change because we upgraded the oil. And then we went to a synthetic and a semi-synthetic. And today, your oil change can easily cost you $100 plus or minus $25. The oil is more expensive. The filters um, haven't really changed that much, but they've gone up just because of inflation and so forth and so on. So there are some pricing issues that we have now that we didn't have before. But we also have the same small group of auto repair shops that are taking advice advantage of the pricing issues and going crazy so um, you have to be aware of that 
But again, if you want to go to MarkSalem.com, you can. Um, you look at, click on the best car repair shops, find your, sign, find one that's close to your geographical location, and that's one that I know the owner. That's one that plays by the rules. That's the guy that doesn't have, he isn't in debt up to his ears. He doesn't have three mortgages on his repair shop. He owns cars, and chances are his car that he drives and his wife drives, we were talking about this the other day, is 10 years or, or more older. <laughs> and so we were all laughing because one guy had a new truck, and everybody else, like my truck, is a 2012. That's what I drive. So what is it, 10 years old? Yeah, that's all. And my wife just bought a 2015 Explorer, but it's a 2015. And she, she got rid of her Dodge Edge, or not, her Ford Edge, that had 150,000 miles on it. Well, we had serviced it, and it was good, but the difference between the Edge cargo capability and the difference in the in the Explorer cargo capability was significant, and she wanted more floor space behind the, the driver's seat for the this, this stuff that she buys and sells. So that's kind of how we ended up where we were at. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, I'm just going to check with you. We don't, You still have me, and we're on the air, and the lines are open. And the lines are open. Okay. All right, I'll just do that every once in a while. I'll go, check, check, Gil, how we doing? <laughs> you just say, <laughs> we'll we're on the air, and you just keep talking. So the uh, another thing, too, is, is we have um, issues with tires and inflation, and so I'll cover that real quick for you. There are um, a variety of places you can find what the air pressure should be on your car. You're probably going to find one number in the owner's manual. You're probably going to find one number on the tire. And then there's people that split the difference between the two. I agree with all of them. All of them. You can use the one on the tire, which is the the tire says, if you want this tire to carry 3,000 pounds because it's a 3,000-pound tire, I need you to put 45 pounds of pressure in it. Okay. 45 isn't acceptable. It's going to grow to 50 and 55 in the middle of the summertime as you head across I-10 heading towards the Colorado River. It's going to get hotter. It's okay. The tire can handle it. Now, maybe you don't like the, the, the stiffer ride. Maybe you can't tell the difference, and most people can't tell the difference. But if you can, you can soften it up to what the sticker says on the door of your car. So the tire may have a maximum inflation of 45, but the sticker on the car says 38, 38, 38 PSI. Why is there a difference? Okay, the one on the car says at 38 PSI, you are going to, the tire has enough air to handle the load of all Mark's golf buddies, four guys and four sets of clubs. So in that vehicle, maximum front axles 3,000 pounds and maximum rear axles 3,000 pounds. There's two tires on each axle, so each tire has to carry 1,500 pounds. So in order to have that tire carry 1,500 pounds, you need 36 pounds of air pressure. Now, the tire may have a maximum of 40. You can go to 40 if you want. It's going to roughen up the ride, maybe slightly noticeable. The tire will be running a little cooler and not so hot. And in Arizona, I think that's important. So you can kind of play with the, but you don't want to go below the tire's number, and you don't want to go above the sticker on your on your uh, door. So those are the two parameters that you need to stay in between. What do I do? I run everything at maximum inflation. Everything we own, all of our cars, all of our rental cars, all the cars we own, all the trucks we own, everything I run at maximum, and I'll tell you why. 
a tire that's running its maximum inflation, like on, on some of our horse trailers and our big trucks and motorhomes, it's, it's 120 pounds. Okay, I'm putting 120 pounds. I know it's going to go to 130 when the tire gets hot. I don't care. It's okay. But here's the deal. Remember riding your bicycle to the gas station with a flat tire or a tire almost flat? Remember how much effort it took? This is an exaggerated example. Bear with me. It took a lot of effort to pedal the bicycle. But then when you got to the gas station, you aired up the front, you aired up the back. And on your way home, it was like driving a Corvette. Well, that's the same way with my truck. My truck has six tires on it. It's a one-ton Dodge. I run all the tires at maximum inflation. Yes, the ride's a little harsh. I don't care about the ride. I turn the stereo up. I don't have to listen to the ride. I don't have to feel the ride. I don't care. But if I hit a curb, I'm going to bounce off the curb. I like that. If I go through a pothole, I'm going to bounce through the pothole. I'm not going to cut the tire up. And it's going to be the truck likes it better because the tires are all inflated and it's easier to move that big dog down the street. So for me, I get better fuel economy. I get better tire wear. My tires run at least 20 degrees cooler or more in the summertime than they would at the other inflation. Now, the tires are 110, but the sticker um, on the tire... Um, on the the tire says 110, but the sticker on the door says 86. So I can do either one, but I like the 110. I like that. That's how it works. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 o'clock till noon talking about cars and car repair issues. And if you'd like to join us, it's easy. 602-508-0960. We're having te- technical problems, and hopefully they don't extend to you, but 602-508-0960 would be a good test. We'd like you to try it. We'll be back in a minute. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. Choices Pregnancy Resource Centers have been a part of the greater Phoenix area for nearly 40 years. That means since 1983... More than 10,000 lives have been saved. This is a joyful story of God's redemption. We invite you to join us in the fight for life. Join us in providing a greater love to women and babies in our area. Right now, you can use the Arizona tax credit and receive a dollar-for-dollar state tax credit up to $800 when you make a donation to Choices, your financial partnership will help us serve more women and open a fourth location because women deserve better and babies deserve a chance. Learn more at choicesaz.com slash donate. 
That's choicesaz.com slash donate. I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditoutogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. All about that theme. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock and everything. We've got our stuff together, and you do too, and we're going straight to the phones. Vince, thank you for holding. The rest of you, I'm getting you, getting to you as quickly as I can, but Vince, you're first. What can I do for you? Uh, Mark, uh, I'm an old guy, and uh, I have collector cars, and I just had a, a fuel pump problem in one of them, and they had a, uh, it's, uh, oh, it's it's an 84, and now all of a sudden the, the fuel pump is not in the engine compartment, it was in the, uh, uh, in the fuel tank. Can you, can you tell me what the logic was of doing something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's easy. First of all, the uh, fu- the electric fuel pump is in the tank because, number one, it's cooled and lubricated by the gasoline it sits in. And so it never gets hot, it never overloads, and it has a constant source of fuel to it. And so they put it in. Plus, the fuel injection demands a much higher pressure. In the old days of the fuel pump uh, being, you know, attached to the motor or underneath the car or something. Typically, the the carburetor would handle between three and four and five pounds of pressure, and otherwise we'd overcome the needle and seat and flood the carburetor. But in the newer model cars, we're running fuel pressures anywhere between forty and eighty pounds. So it's a good idea, and frankly, most fuel pumps last three times the life of the old dogs that we had in the seventies and eighties and nineties. So it's a good thing. Well, you're you're right on that because that's an '84, and this is the first time I had to change a fuel pump on it. So I, I got I, I guess I got my money was worth out of it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was just did. a shock to find out that they had to drop the tank. And what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, thank you, Vince. You bring I, up a I've good got, point. I, I appreciate. I have one more question for you, if if okay. I can. Uh, I, I, like I say, I've, I've got these old collector cars, and I try to drive them about once a week or so, maybe about uh, ten or twelve miles. Uh, is uh, is is that okay to just keep them going, uh, or is there? I mean, I've heard you mention sometimes you got to get the uh, the 
oil pressure up, and and I don't know that I I get it up high enough, and you know, only by driving at ten miles, and I really very rarely go on the freeways. You got okay. any suggestions on that? Yeah, first of all, it's not the oil I'm worried about. It's the it's the cooling system. I want the cooling system to reach half to three quarters on your gauge. I want a heat cycle. It's called a heat cycle. We need to go from stone cold to the hottest possible back to stone cold. That's called a heat cycle. So on all my old cars, I hop in them, I just drive them until I get that temperature gauge as high as I can, or if it's a digital reading, I want to be in the 215, 220 range. And when I and here's why. Every time you shut the car off, and you're building a lot of water inside your engine right now the way you're doing it, because you never get the water to boil out, 212, water turns from a liquid to a vapor. That's why we want all the newer model cars to run 220, including your old ones. They can handle it, but that's just something that us old guys have a tough time with. But I want my car to get up over 220. I want that water to turn to a vapor. The PCV valve sucks it out of the engine, sends it down the tailpipe, and voila, my motor's happy. So that's kind of how we work. Good luck to you, Vince. And if you want to continue this conversation with me at a later date, then marketmarksalem.com, marketmarksalem.com. Harold, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark. Uh, my question is uh, used cars. Uh, I plan to buy a used car in a couple months for one of my relatives. And on the morning car show on your station, I think it's run by a Mr. Green, who purports to help you purchase cars. He quoted a statistic which I find almost unbelievable. He claims that because of the storms back east, the hurricanes and whatever, there are going to be about 200,000 vehicles that have been flood damaged appear on car markets around the country. How concerned should we be here in Arizona about buying one of these flood-damaged vehicles. Well, I agree with what he said. I can't really agree with the numbers, but I agree that, yes, we this happens a lot. It just doesn't happen on the East Coast or the West Coast. Your car is in Florida. You, we had a hurricane. It's full of water. State Farm, Allstate, Farmers, whoever, they have your car. They're going to go and they're going to sell the car to a, a reseller. He's going to sell it to somebody. They're going to take it apart, hopefully, and they're going to get it running. They're going to change all the fluids. They're going to clean out all the mud inside the car. They're going to put it back on the road, and they may sell it. That's just a fact of life. But how do I find out? I can tell you I can tell you this much. A used car checkover is the answer to your question. The used car checkover, and you tell them, make sure it's not a flood car. I'll get underneath the dashboard with a flashlight, and in 10 seconds, I'll tell you if that car's been in the water. In 10 seconds, there's no way they're going to wash the top of the dashboard underneath the dash pad. There's no way they're going to wash behind the glove box. There's no way they're going to get all the dirt out of the crevices in the trunk because this thing has been in a flood. And the flood comes with dirty, stinky water with a whole bunch of dirt in it. The water leaks out. The dirt stays. So there's no way I'm going to miss that, and I'm just as good and, and, and at least as good as all the guys out there. So when you buy a used car and you're worried about it being a flood vehicle, then do a used car checkover. Most shops are going to be between $100 and $150. They're going to tell you what's wrong with the car. They're going to give you an estimate for the repair of the car, and you'll have that to work with. Maybe you go back to where you bought it and ask them if they'll take care of these three small items. But as far as flood cars are concerned... Um, and then, then let me tell you, we do, we do 30, 40 cars a day. We have 20 bays in our facility. 
We do lots of used car checkovers. We might see a flood car two or three times a year. Two or three times a year. That's nothing. But we do lots of used car checkovers. So customer wants to buy a car for their 16-year-old son. They buy a car. Before they buy it, they bring it to us. We look at it. We say, perfect. He says, is it a flood car? Nope, it isn't. Okay, thank you. And that's the way it is. Another thing you can do is you can go on the VIN and you can go to Carfax and do a Carfax on the VIN. And that'll tell you that this was born in Florida. <laughs> it was then obtained by the company insurance company. It was then sold to ABC Auto, and ABC sold it to FYG Auto. And then it was sold to uh, a, a, de- a reseller in Phoenix, and then the Phoenix sold it to a guy named Mark Salem. So you can Carfax it and figure out that the car's a flood car as well. Got to run, but thank you very much, Harold. That's a great question. Chip and Steve, please stay there. I'll be back in about, I think, three or four minutes. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to diesel work, I, I strongly suggest you consider strictly diesel service and repair. Nate's up at, uh, at Pinnacle Peak and the I-17, and when it comes to Chevy, Dodge, and Fords, and if it comes to talking about fixing them and knowing the symptoms and being able to make an educated guess, he's not going to fix it for you over the phone, then you really need to give Nick or Nate a call at Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And again, that's I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Chip, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Um, Steve, I'm sorry. Steve, go ahead. Yes, in regards to the heat cycle, burning off the, the water and the oil, how about heat, con- I mean, water condensation in a, fu- in a fuel tank? And I've never heard of any problems, but how does that accounted for? It's, it, it, it's not. We're going to suck the vapors off the tank, and we're going to run them through a filter, a canister filter, and then we're going to reintroduce them to the engine. If there's any moisture in the vapor on the tank, we don't care. It's oh, going to okay. go into the engine. 
and we're going to suck it. We're going to suck it through the evaporative system. We, the evaporative system. We take the fumes from the tank and we recycle them to the engine. We move them forward mm-hmm. and then reintroduce them to the engine. Your moisture comes with the fuel. Perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, you're more than welcome. And did may, Gil? Did I handle Chip, or did he have to go? Okay, Chip, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chip. Go right ahead. Yeah. Hey. Oh, no problem. Good morning. Uh, Morning. My wife's got a 2016 Kia Soul that I just put uh, new tires on all the way around. Expensive tires, Michelin's, I like her to ride on the best. Uh, so I need to get an alignment or at least have it checked. And uh, I'm, I don't want to just take it any old uh, shop for an alignment because there is a certain amount of skill required to do those uh, correctly. Uh, I live in the Gilbert area, uh, near, relatively near downtown Gilbert, but uh, my office is actually down kind of near your shop. I uh, work near Kyrene and Chandler Boulevard. So I was looking for uh, a reference on a, on a good shop to uh, get the alignment checked and done if, uh, if needed. Okay, okay. Um, let me ask you a couple questions. Was there any abnormal wear on the tires you took off? Not really, no. Okay. Now, it's, it's normal it's for the front tires great. to have some outside edge wear. It's normal mm-hmm. for the front tires to have some outside edge wear because they kind of lean over as we turn left and right. As we rotate mm-hmm. those tires under the best of conditions, we're going to end up with all four tires have a little bit of obvious outside wear. Did you have that? Yes, and I'm, I'm good about uh, doing the rotation. Um, I'm a big fan okay. of discount tire, and I take advantage of their rotation uh, program. All right. Well, I wouldn't do anything if I were you. I wouldn't even align your car. Okay. There's no it's reason tracking. to. It's not, yeah. it's, not, it's not pulling left to right, or you'd have said that, and it's got yep. outside edge wear all the way around on all four tires, and that's completely normal. And if you go down the road, and the road is obviously crowned, and it's got a slight drift to the right, then the crowned road and the slight drift to the right go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. If you're on the <laughs> freeway, we typically have a good flat freeway, and if you take your hands off and it'll stay on the road, then what am I aligning it for? Okay, I, 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 I don't want to. I've so, just uh, heard that, hey, you put new tires on, get your alignment checked. So that that's may not or may true. not be necessary. Okay. No, I probably sell 25, 30 tires a day, which is about one hour at the discount tire. But I also work as an expert for discount tire. And so I have access to their legal team and a lot of other stuff. But I'm telling you, the, it whoever told you that when you have a new set of tires that you should get an alignment probably owns an alignment shop. And, and that's, that's a little self-serving for me. You ask my opinion, <laughs> I gave it to you. I, I'm not. Thank don't even you. bring it to me. I don't care because if what you, if what have I regurgitated to you is correct, I'm not going to align it. I'm just not going to align it. Now, wait. There is one thing. Now, this is between you and me. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Has your wife gained more than a hundred pounds since the last time the tires? <laughs> <were put on? laughs> or wait a minute. Absolutely let me, let me not. Let me clean it up. Have you <laughs> gained a hundred pounds since the last time I had time? Because if the if the driver is 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 a very, I'm going to clean this up. If the driver is a real big man, then we're going to align it with him in it. We're going to tell him we're going to align it for, with him in it because we'll we'll set it up to a, you know 110 pound beauty queen, your wife, and then all of a sudden this 280 pound guy gets inside there and he complains it pulls to the left. Well, no kidding, it pulls to the left. <laughs> So, all right, we. I'm not going to get in any more trouble, so I'm going to say goodbye to you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All righty. Harry, you're up next. Harry, how are you doing? 
fine. How are you? And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And and to you too, Harry. Thank you for that. I hope your Secret Santa is doing well. I uh, I, uh, I think it's a very good program. Well, I'll, I'll, now that you open the door for me, folks, we have a Secret Santa Club that we've been doing, I think, for 20 years. My wife and my daughter um, take uh, cash donations. Uh, we go to group homes. We go to rest homes. We go to a lot of different places, and that 100% of that money, and I match the highest amount. So some of my buddies will oftentimes put in a 1000 or $2,000, which means I do too. But we raise lots of money. We buy lots of stuff, and, and everybody gets a pack of stuff that they need. So we do homeless people, we do um, kids in, in, in group homes, we do kids in foster homes, um, we do elderly people, we do lots, and we use the social services to help us with this. And I think one year we did, I don't know, I think we gave away over 100 turkeys one year. So that's what Harry's talking about is the Secret Santa Club. And if you want to be a part of it, mark at MarkSalem.com is the way to do it. But Harry, are you in trouble again? Always in trouble. Okay. So what's on your mind? <laughs> like you i mean you know <laughs> it seems like every time i turn around <laughs> i understand i understand <laughs> hey i i you you were talking about uh how uh some of the uh, shops will you know tell you uh, on oil changes and different things like that that uh you know you're in arizona now so it's uh you know all bets are off well i, I think they kind of cover that by saying well Arizona is a severe uh, uh, duty, uh, you know, deal on your uh, car and stuff. It's just a lot harder because of the heat and stuff. And I think that's how they kind of cover their uh, their tails on that a little bit. So I agree with uh, you. Uh, I agree with you that the, in the in some of the owners' manuals there is a severe service. And I agree that Arizona typically is the severe service, but it's not for Grandma and Grandpa Moses who drive 4,000 miles a year and they go to church and the liquor store and visit the grandkids every once in a while. That is not severe service. It may be severe weather, but it's not severe service. Severe service is guys like you hauling your trailer to Wyoming and Idaho and all that kind of stuff and running and gunning with the big trucks and doing 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. Now I'm teasing you. You know I'm teasing. Yeah, and uh, and 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 the oil temperatures running about two thirty to forty, and the engine temperatures up there about two forty to fifty. Your foot's on the floor. Your wife's yelling at you. That's severe service. Okay, there's a well. I may, I may drive fast, but I don't think I've ever passed you on the on the on the road going to Payson or. Reports, uh, yours. So. <laughs> oh, and but I'm as guilty as you are. When I'm hauling horses and stuff, I'm, I want to do the speed limit, and I and and I'm I'm running it a little hot, and I'm running a little um, hot on the throttle and hot on the engine temperature, hot on the oil temperature, hot on the transmission. I'm I'm running it hot, but I don't think I'm. In, it, it should be in the in the right lane at 45 miles an hour with my hazards on. I'm, I'm capable of doing 65 with a horse trailer with four horses. I'm okay, and I got good brakes and all that jazz. So, anyway, all Harry, right. thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Automatic transmission exchange is a guy Phil who knows more about transmissions than I've ever known about cars in my life. He has been around since Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble bought their first car and had that rock transmission in there, and he knows how they've translated till now. Here's the deal. Back then, we used to shift the transmission with throttle and vacuum, engine vacuum. 
We shifted that. Today we use a computer, and the computer looks at the speed of the car, the speed of the engine. It looks on whether it, and the computer knows if you're going uphill or if you're going downhill. The engine, the computer knows if your air conditioning is on or off. The, com- the computer knows how many butts are in the seats in your cars and your trucks. It knows all that. So the computer shifts. But you know what? The way it shifts you from one to two is the same way we used to shift you from one to two in the 60s and the 70s. That's the way it was. So when it comes to transmissions, the only shop I can possibly tell you to go to is Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. And, Gil, you have a caller. Yes, we do. Say hello to Larry. Larry, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, the reason for my call, I, 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 lo- I love Toyota, and I love the uh, more expensive uh, one. But uh, it comes, unfortunately, with a, a moonroof, which I can't stand. So it looks like I'm stuck with the four-cylinder, for what I'm told. Can you give me your observations on what your thoughts, the pro and con, on four-cylinders are? I've always been against them. I've always been a six-cylinder person. Okay. I want to tell you, I want you to think about this. In the days of old, when we had, um, gosh, um, 283 engines, 265s, we had uh, 305. 305s on the Chevrolet side. We had 302s on the Chevrolet. Those are V8s. And then we had some smaller six-cylinders. In those days, those six-cylinder motors used to have, I don't know, 70, 80 horsepower. It's not uncommon for a four-cylinder motor today to have twice that much horsepower. It's The four-cylinder, there's no wrap on the four-cylinder if it serves your needs. You're not going to haul your two-axle boat with a four-cylinder. That's not going to happen. You're not going to put four big guys in the car and drive to Flagstaff to play golf with four bags in the trunk. You're going to be a little bit inhibited. But I want to tell you, my daughter has a four-cylinder. My mother, before she passed away, drove a four-cylinder. And if you buy a four-cylinder turbo or if you buy a a four-cylinder enhanced, something with direct ignition and and direct injection and and fancied up, those things, it's not uncommon for those four-cylinders to have a horsepower and torque rating of a V8 in the 70s. So I'm not against four-cylinders. It's I don't know why people would want one because a V6 is two more cylinders and, and has an obvious amount of horsepower, torque, and speed, and so forth. But by the same token, there's a lot of people that that matches their driving habits just fine. They go from their house to work and work back, and they don't go to Flagstaff. But even if you do go to Flagstaff, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I don't have any heartburn with the four-cylinder I think they're just as dependable as the six, and in certain applications, they're pretty tough. Uh, they're pretty comparable to the sixes. So uh, and, and I'm the, not really worried the, about. It. And 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 the uh, the uh, lifetime of them, uh, they're pretty much the same. Well, I can tell you something. Um, the answer is hell yes, and I'll tell okay. you. Let me put a caveat to that. Every motor <laughs> that we have to fix. Has been caught. The damage has been caused behind by the nut behind the wheel. Okay. Every motor. It's been years since somebody brought in an engine that was puffing smoke out the tailpipe. It had so much blow by it had blown all the vents off the valve covers. It's, it was just an old, worn-out motor. Every motor we fix has been overheated or run low on oil or damaged by the driver. So it's been a long time. And I want to tell you something. My wife's little. Um, Ford Edge had 146,000 miles. We just sold that. My truck has 166,000 miles. 
Um, I think all the cars in my family fleet are north of 125,000 miles. They don't leak oil. They don't burn oil. They're serviced on a regular basis and so forth and so on. So it's just different today. I, I have no problems with the four-cylinder, whether it's got a rubber timing belt or whether it's got a chain. It doesn't make any difference. I think the four-cylinder is applicable for at least a third of the people that need cars. That's my opinion. Okay. And, and one, one, one supplemental question. Your earlier guest was talking about the flood damage and, and so on. Is there any concern uh-huh. buying, a, buying a new car? I mean, the dealers, they couldn't uh, clean up a, a uh, car enough and then sell it as new. I mean, have you, have you seen that as any kind of a threat to a purchaser like I am? No, not at all. Because to be honest with you, um, the, <laughs> I think, I don't know what our labor rate is. Let's pretend it's $150 an hour. If I'm going to say to the technician, take the front seat out and the rear seat out, Dust them all off with air. Get all the dirt and the mud out of them. Clean them up. On the bottom side, I want you to hose them down with a little bit of water. I want you to clean them up. Set them over here. I want you to pull the carpet. I want you to get all that water out of there, all that mud out of there. I want you to do the same in the trunk. And then I want you to open up the hood, and I want you to steam clean that thing top and bottom. And while you're there, I want you to disconnect the battery, take the garden hose, and clean the inside of the dash from underneath on the floor. (laughs) So take the nozzle in your hand and, and... and can that be done? Yes. Is it being done? Yes. But they still aren't going to get you if you have a flashlight in the mirror and you're going to look on top of the instrument panel. You're going to look on top of the the evaporator case where they just can't get all that mud off. So we're smarter yep. than they give us credit, but no one's going to spend that kind of money to hide the, the flood damage. Got got you. What what what? Which car did your daughter get? If you don't mind me asking, LE XP or SE? Did she get the SE? You know, I I don't. I can tell you, Alan drives my son, and I'm not quite sure he's my son because he drives a Ford. I don't understand that, but he does. But he also has (laughs) an excursion, um, and I have an excursion. Um, My wife drives a Ford Explorer. My daughter drives a Ford Explorer, and they're both six cylinders. Um, my daughter Allison also drives a six cylinder, but Alan and I usually are driving the diesels and the big V8s. And so we like the we like the power and, and fuel and stuff like that, but um, we are a Ford family and we are a Chevrolet and a GM family, um, and now we're a Dodge family because Alan and I both own Dodge trucks with diesels in them. I haul and he does too, so yeah, we're we're our family's is pretty. And then we have a, a motorhome with a Freightliner chassis. <laughs> if that makes any difference. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back in a few minutes talking about cars, but the lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.